The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? <laughs> How are you now? How is Carey Price now? I gotta think he's a little bit pissed off. Comes back after not playing all season. Hasn't played since the playoffs. He's played two games now. And in those two games, the Montreal Canadiens have scored exactly zero goals in support of him. Uh, they lose 2 to nothing to the Minnesota Wild. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and uh, I'm a little bit pissed off about that one. Uh, on one hand, when you look at it, I mean, obviously, losing at this point in the season kind of helps the Habs, right? Uh, Arizona seems completely incapable of winning. The Kraken are, are also a bit of a problem um, if, if you're looking at the standings and you know who's going to be dead last, who's going to have that top spot in the draft lottery or who's going to have the top odds anyways in the draft lottery. But um, let's get into it. What happened in that game? Well, first period was rough, very rough. Uh, but Carey Price was looking good. He made a really nice blocker save, like kicked it up off his blocker, and then it was almost going to kick over him, and he actually shouldered it back out and uh, and was able to keep it out of the net. Um, but the Habs just really did not have much going in that period. And if the Minnesota Wild were hitting the net more, it could have been ugly. Could have been, but Price also looked pretty good. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> he looked good as long as he could. Um, but midway through the period, I think uh, Gallagher, t- Brendan Gallagher, takes a bad tripping call. Uh, Matt Zuccarello throws it out front to Kevin Fiallo on the power play. Price can do absolutely nothing about that one. It goes in one to nothing for the Wild. I would complain about the refs, uh, but they did get the Wild too uh, later in that period for a penalty, and the Habs could do absolutely dick fuck all with that power play. A couple of chances, but they just couldn't cash anything in. Uh, they get a chance actually later um, on the power play again, and it gets erased by a Chris Wyman hook. They had a pretty good uh, chance for Tyler Pitlick, short-handed there at the, near the end of the period, uh, but it didn't go. Shots by the end of the period were actually only 8-8, to eight, but don't let that fool you. Uh, scoring chances were definitely heavily in favor of the Minnesota Wild. They were the better team in that period. Carey Price and the Wild missing the net were the difference in that period that made it only 1-0. So we go into the second, and in the second, uh, something I really liked. Mitchell Chaffee, I, I think that's how you say his name. Mitchell Chaffee, uh, he's a new guy, I guess. hes I don't think he plays regularly with the Wild. I think he got called up at some point. Um, he gets a stick on Price a little late. Price jumps out to cover the puck. Chaffee gets his stick on him, and immediately the Montreal Canadiens swarm that dude. Everybody's over there. They create a big scuffle out of it. Nobody really fights. But the the point 
that I, like the reason that I want to bring this up and talk about the fact that I like it is because I keep going back to that moment where Samuel Montembeau took a run from Zach Cassian and nobody did anything. And I see that happen. I see Price take a late late stick. Nothing too bad, but enough that you want to see everybody or at least somebody go over there and do something. And everybody on the ice went over there. They all took issue with it and they made it known we're not going to tolerate that today. So I loved that from the Habs at the very least. It might have been their best moment of the game uh, outside of Carey Price. And uh, yeah, loved that. And then the Habs, guess what? After that, they actually managed to score one. Tyler Pitlick, after an absolutely, completely messy (laughs) shift in the offensive zone, multiple shots missed, gets out to Tyler Pitlick in the slot. He puts it in. Unfortunately, Laurent Dauphin, Larry Dolphins, was pushing Freddy Gauthier into the crease, and he made contact. And, you know... I've talked about this before. Nobody knows what goaltender interference is. Nobody knows. Cam Talbot was definitely contacted by his own player. And his player was definitely shoved in to that contact by Larry Dolphins. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with that goal being disallowed. Where I have a problem is, again, in the lack of consistency. We've seen very similar goals be allowed after a review against the Montreal Canadiens. We've also seen it happen to other teams. It's not just the Habs. I'm not trying to allege a widespread conspiracy by the officials against the Habs. What I'm saying is they're brutally inconsistent. And I, again, think they they really need to sit down and figure out what is and what is not goaltender interference because I, I felt like, you know, disallowing that goal after a review where you, I mean, you've literally allowed the same goal to happen many times this year. Go back to previous years, you could find it even more, but many times this year alone. I mean, you guys have no rhyme or reason. It's a coin toss. It's ridiculous. It needs to be fixed. But anyways, it's called back, and uh, one nothing. still the score going into the third period. So not a bad score for the Habs, considering how the game's gone. They got better in the second period, uh, but that first period, woof. Man, it, it, it's, it, you know, you really got to hand it to Price. And again, maybe a little bit of the missing the net on behalf of the Minnesota Wild for them being in that situation. Habs, lucky. You know, they're in this game. But of course, early in the third period, uh, Price just swimming in his crease, facing, I don't know, four or five shots in a row. He makes a couple of really good saves. Uh, but then Matthew Boldy gets a rebound on the side of the net, goes between the legs. Uh, to throw that in, and Price dives across, almost makes a beautiful diving glove save, uh, but he just can't get to it, and it's 2 nothing for the Wild, and then from there, for whatever reason, for a period of time, the refs decided to put their whistles away. Former Hab Nicolas Delarier clotheslines Cole Caulfield in the offensive zone, no call. Not long after that, Matthew Boldy just cleaves Alexander Romanov's stick in half with a slash, with a comical wind-up where he looked like like, out, out of a comic book, man. He, way above his head. Took this big wind-up. Everybody saw it. I mean, you could hear it, apparently, from the broadcast booth. It made that audible of a noise, and they didn't call that either. So, obviously, they just decided they weren't giving the Habs any power plays for a little bit. Uh, about eight minutes to go, though, they do finally call a tripping call on Kevin Fiala. Habs, again, do fuck all with it. And then with about three minutes to go, Jordan Harris puts the puck over the glass. That's a penalty. Uh, Jeff Petrie takes a stupid tripping penalty with about two minutes to go. And from there, you know you're going to be on the penalty kill for the remainder of the night, basically. The Habs 
did manage to kill off both of them. They killed off the five on three, and then they killed off the rest of Petries afterwards. But that was the final score: two nothing in favor of the Wild. Yuck. Um, I mean, silver lining of the night. I mean, obviously, I, I got to go with Carey Price. He looked good. Um, there was a moment, uh, I think, in the second or first period. I can't remember, but he had a bit of a like. He tried to do a, a clearing shot, like off the glass. And it got intercepted, and he had to get back into his net to try and make a save. And he didn't end up having to make a save, but he kind of went down a little bit awkwardly and got up uh, a little bit slow. So it's kind of a scary moment. Even the broadcast on RDS was talking about it. But he looked really good, even after that and before that. I mean, I I think that's got to be your silver lining because, you know, he's not necessarily back to his best version of himself. But he's looking pretty damn close to it. He made a couple of really nice saves. I mean, the two goals that went in, you can't charge those to him at all whatsoever. You could charge the first one really to Gallagher because that was a bad penalty to take. Uh, Nothing he could do on that goal. And then on the Matthew Boldy goal, man, I mean, he made a couple of really good saves before that goal. And he almost got across and made a crazy sprawling glove save on the goal itself. So... Silver lining of the night is like, you know, maybe Carey Price is back. And we still don't know what's going to happen next season in the Habs crease, right? Are they going to trade one of Carey Price or Jake Allen? Are they going, like, do they see Carey Price as the starter next year? Do they see Jake Allen as the starter next year? I do not know. Do they see them both coming back? Do they really want to go with that tandem and have Price as the starter and, uh, and get Jake Allen to take as many games as possible so Price doesn't have to? play like 65 70 games in the season we've seen him do that before it's probably one of the reasons why he's run into injury troubles at points in his career uh, is you know too much work right i i i just I, I i honestly have no idea what they're gonna do i have no idea what i even want them to do i really don't want to see carrie price play for another team i want to see him play for the montreal canadians i want to see him get one last crack at a cup with this team once they come out of the rebuild i don't know if that's going to be possible but it's what i'd like to see this is my dream world scenario there. Uh, so, yeah, that's your... It's really the only silver lining I can think of when you score no goals and you look like shit for most of the game. It's hard to pick anybody other than your goaltender. He kept it close for him. He gave them an opportunity, and they did nothing with it. And I think that's really where... That's, that's where the silver lining has to end, and I think it's a good transition to get into talking about how they've now played two full games. 120 minutes of hockey with Carey Price in the net since he came back, and they've scored zero goals during those 120 minutes. Shut out twice. This is like, welcome back, Carey. We're, we're right back to the exact same problems that we always had when you were in net. I don't know what it is. I mean, they were doing so much better under Martin Saint-Louis. They were generating a lot of opportunities. They were generating a lot of goals. They were playing exciting hockey. Carey Price comes back, and all of a sudden, you know, they forget how to do it. I don't know. I think the injuries are part of the problem. I think complacency is part of the problem. I think fatigue is part of the problem. I mean, it's, it's, you look at the standings at this point. I mean, I, I can understand how coming into work and uh, trying to compete for 60 minutes can, can be daunting. But, you know, I, I would have thought that, you know, you could get things going a little bit for Carey Price. Uh, he put his body on the line, really, for this team, for this city last year in the playoffs. He must have been hurt. You know, I don't know when the injury happened. I mean, we know he was injured towards the end of the year. He went and played a couple of games in Laval and then came back and, you know, really put the team on his back throughout the, a lot of the playoffs. 
I would have liked to see them at least get him a little bit of run support, you know? Um, he was gone. He was off like celebrating with his uh, his kids were on, uh, sitting on the glass, and he went over to celebrate with them after Tyler Pitlick's goal went in. And then, of course, they called it back. They fucking called it back. Uh, it's a killer. Really would have liked to see them give him something, something in those two games. Um, that's really all I got to say. I guess you know what? Uh, maybe, maybe there's one bonus silver lining that we can talk about real quick, and that's. Looking at the standings, right? When I look at the standings right now, we got the Coyotes at 49 points. The Kraken have 56. I don't think the Habs are going to catch the Kraken. So I think really the only team that we're competing with here, <laughs> if you want to call it competing, I think is Arizona. The Habs have played 77 games. Arizona has played 76 games. So realistically, if Arizona can win one goddamn game, uh, we're neck and neck, right? Because they got a game in hand. So right now, I mean, I, I, I still root for the Habs, and I still want to see them play good hockey. I want to see them play exciting hockey. And, yes, I, I do want to see them win a couple more games uh, out of the five that we have remaining. But at the same time, I think we all need to root a little bit for Arizona. Let's, 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 let's try to get the best possible odds in that draft lottery, and let's see where we can go from there. I think you get a guy like Shane Wright on your team, maybe this – Maybe this rebuild can go a little bit quicker, right? Maybe we can get back to competing for a Stanley Cup while Carey Price is still a viable starter in the NHL. Maybe we can. But if Shane Wright is the guy that's going to make that happen for the Habs, we might need some help from Arizona. Uh, as bad as the Habs look, they look fucking terrible. And uh, we, we, need them, we need them to win a couple of games, all right? And again, I'd love to see the Habs win at least one of the remaining five, maybe two. So we need Arizona to win what? They got uh, six left. We need them to win three. All right, we need, we need them to go 500 for the remainder of the season in order for us to be allowed to win two. But I digress. There are only five games left. Um, I'll be here with you for all five of them. We're still going to keep this thing going. Um, that's really all I got to say about this one. What a terrible game. Um, Carey Price is back, though, ladies and gentlemen. So that is always a good sign. We are running what? Um, oh, over 14 minutes. C'est une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. Huh? We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine.